With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WATV Radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ. To stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other. Hold up each other's arms and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army. So we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go bride! Our soon coming king awaits. This is a WATV disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are The Bride Ministries, We Are The Bride Radio, or We Are The Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and Friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power. Experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Authorized to represent the name he bears. 
I'm talking supernaturally authorized. Yes. Not authorized by man. Now, God will have man confirm it. People who are already in apostolic positions, they will confirm if you have been set into an office. But they don't. They didn't choose you. Amen. They didn't call you. Amen. And they didn't appoint you. Thank you, Lord. The apostle is commonly referred to as God's authority. We've had much to say about authority through our uh, conference of the, the uh, sector of the king. Um, the apostle, there are three categories in the Bible of the apostle. One is the chief apostle, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the one we call on every Sunday. When I say he is the apostle over this ministry, that's who I'm talking to. Is our chief apostle. There are the twelve apostles of the Lamb and the many apostles of the Spirit. And nowhere in the Bible is it taught that the apostolic ministry would cease. Nowhere does it say in my Bible that the prophetic would cease. Until all things become perfect. <laughs> It is needed until the church is perfect. That's what it says in my Bible. It's needed until the church is perfect. I haven't seen a perfect church yet. And if it was perfect when I got there, it wouldn't be perfect anymore. We need every gift to the church given by Jesus. And still people do not understand and I don't know, they all, I guess only the Holy Spirit can help you understand the difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of Jesus Christ to the church. The gifts of Jesus Christ are the offices. You will receive a visitation. If you are sent into an office, you will receive a visitation, and the Lord Jesus Christ himself will tell you. Amen. And then he will have prophets and ministers confirm it. This is not hard. <laughs> and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are yours, and you can operate in every single one of them that the Holy Spirit gives you grace to operate in. And all the gifts of the Holy Spirit should be flowing in all the church members all the time. Okay, so what are the characteristics of the apostolic ministry? He or she with the prophet ministry is the foundational ministry to the church. He or she lays foundational truths. He or she establishes new works and new assemblies. And there's going to be people who disagree with me on that first thing because they're not going to think that she could ever be an apostle. There are people that think that. Tuesday, I went over all these things that people argue over in churches and divide. But all of this is going to end, all of these divisive stuff. We're going to come into the body of Christ and we're going to flow as one. Amen. He and he and or she has raised up some Timothys. Hopefully they're out there ministering somewhere. He or she has a specific commission from the Lord with a specific authority and a spiritual endowment to accomplish that ministry. If you are an apostle, 
You are an apostle of something with a specific commission and with a specific endowment. And Jesus Christ will tell you what that is. I want, and you don't have to go around announcing it. Just do it. Just do it. Just be it. And there are definite areas of responsibility. He or she has the signs of an apostle. All patience. Signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. The ministry and works that follow are the proof of an apostle. There are false apostles. Their end shall be according to their works. <coughs> it's a serious business. Yes. There are a lot of people out there playing around. Yes. With titles and all kinds of things. And I know I mention this a lot, but it's serious business yes. what's going on out there. Yes. And as you can see from that description, very few have fulfilled all the characteristics of the apostle. Right? I know a lot of people who are called to be apostles. They're being prepared to be apostles. And I'm sure they're going to come into the fullness of their apostolic ministry. But they're not all the characteristics of the apostle are not yet being fulfilled in their lives. They're being prepared. Paul says he was called to be an apostle. And he was in the process of becoming what God had called him to become. We are in the process of becoming what God has called us to become. I, uh, Roger told me once when he didn't know what I was. And y'all know I get called a lot of things. But I have becoming. And when I get to heaven, I will know what I have become. Amen. Amen. I am becoming yeah. who God called me to be. And until that day, I am yeah. who God says I am. Amen. Because I am lives in me. Brother Johnson asked me, did I, did I, um, not work to, did I, did I not, he calls me an apostle. And so he says, do you not want to be called an apostle? I said, I don't call myself anything, Brother Johnson. I wait and see what God calls me. I say, see what the presbytery calls me. All right. All right. I am becoming. You are becoming what God is doing upon the earth through you. I probably won't go down too well in some places. <laughs> the local churches, now I'm still talking about the corporate anointing. The local churches of the New Testament were and are independent and autonomous. This is the quality, our state of self-governing. The right of self-government capable of existing independently without outside control. Amen. A New Testament local assembly is self-supporting and self-propagating. Mm -hmm. 
That does not mean that we do not need the fellowship of other churches, which we do fellowship with all the time, and I bring them in so that we are fellowshipping with other ministries. And we need the counsel of elders that God has appointed to be elders in us. They don't tell me what to do. Do you know not a single one of those that I call our elders there tell me what to do when they come?
are platform based, are camera based. Yes. Mm -hmm. Suddenly we got really, really popular uh, with other ministries when we went on Facebook, and now we're all over Facebook. And suddenly, uh, every ministry in the country is calling me wanting to come preach. <laughs> now, I have to believe that God is sending them some. Or is it camera? Is it because of the camera? Don't mess with me out there, you people. I think they're going to mess with me. <laughs> Tuesday. I use the example of the assembling the tribes of Israel, which is what Brother uh, Apostle Valentine used in his message. For the Lord brought together a holy nation who he called his son. Exodus 4.22 You shall say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Word of God, I am right his chosen leader servant over this holy nation was one of the most anointed individuals in the Bible. He even got the honor of being on the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah and Jesus. The Lord identified Moses as my servant, Moses. People say, well, they've become a son of God. They're not a servant anymore. Let me tell you, well, my Lord God calls me a servant. <coughs> I'm going to stand and fall down at his feet. Yes. His individual faith got him in the Hebrew Hall of Faith fame. By faith, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. By faith, he forsook Egypt. And by faith, he endured. And by faith, he kept the castle. Yet, even in this account of a great individual leader, we discover the corporate dynamic in Hebrews 11.29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. They had to have the faith to walk through those walls of water. So, the nation is also in the Hebrews 11 Hall of Faith. By faith, they First it was by faith he, then it was by faith they. In our day, and in this church, this is not all churches because people are in different places in our spirit. We left the enemy's territory, or you wouldn't be here because you wouldn't listen to what I have to say. Having been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light, Satan and his demons, typified by Pharaoh and his army, pursued us through the Red Sea. Some of us have passed through our wilderness experience. And as I was talking earlier, when we pass through that wilderness experience, we will pass through the dark night of the soul, which is birthing us in out of that realm of our flesh into the realm of the spirit. It's when our soul has become dead and we, have, we are now walking in the spirit and it's very painful to let the soul die. Mm -hmm. 
Our soul will have soared beyond the pain of the moral system into the realm of the spirit. Many today have crossed the Jordan to take down the King's 30 and 1. I know you. We've been, we've been doing it. Going after them. That are over our nation, even the nations of the world. We can say a corporate group of, with a corporate faith is fighting the demonic kings of the earth. I know them. You're part of them. You're called spiritual warfare over nations. We're doing all that is before us. But we know we're pressing in and passing through to a greater destiny for the entire church. A victorious overcoming church is coming through. That's what I'm after. And as the end time church moves forward, we continue to face, and we will face, many obstacles. Yes. As I mentioned earlier, I'm seeing our children be attacked physically and emotionally. They too must pass through their own spiritual warfare to apprehend their spiritual destiny. We pray for them. We must. We can encourage them. And we can teach them how to fight the kings 30 and 1. But only God can help them come through that wilderness experience. Mm -hmm. And you you know what it cost you. Yes. You know what it cost you to come through the wilderness? Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, every single Christian will go through the wilderness. It's how long are you going to roam around it? And when, when you come out of that wilderness experience, that's the place where you're going to leave all of the lust of our soul behind in that wilderness. And then you're going to be dead to that flesh. And you're going to follow God. And then you're going to die every day after that. Whatever grace God has on their life for 
anointing that he has put upon it, it is for his body, it is for all of us. Yes. Don't become comparing ministers to me. Amen. Now, I'm not speaking of a compound of people who follow some charismatic, good-looking leaders. Sweet talker. Many great men and women have emerged and will emerge who carry the presence of God, and that is a good thing. And it's the Father that chooses. And let me tell you, if they emerge, and if they do emerge, the cost that they had to pay to get that anointing is more than I'm volunteering for. Amen. Yeah. Amen. But if God attracts me, I'll go. Amen. But you're not going to make it through the dark night of the storm that God carries you. But the Father still longs for a holy nation. First Peter 2 9, that's New Testament. Six chapters of the book of Ephesians reveal this many-membered man, respectively, to be his church, his temple, his family, his body, his bride, and his army. Each exemplifying the corporate anointing. The anointing upon all of us is far greater than the anointing upon any one of us. The Old Testament prophesied the coming of the Messiah. And the New Testament faithfully records the fulfillment of those prophecies with the birth and the ministry of Jesus Christ. The dispensation of the fullness of time has dawned. <coughs> it died, we all read this word about K2 whatever in 2000. Well, I can tell you what was happening. In 2000, there was a dawning that began to dawn upon the earth of a dispensation of time. I thought it was going to be all at once and when the Lord was going to cover everything then, but God began to prepare a people. He began to yank you through all kinds of stuff to get the world out of you and to prepare you to be a vessel who will carry the glory of God. Amen. Like Edda and Simeon, we stand at the end of one age and the beginning of the other waiting for the glorious appearing of Christ, whether he comes in the natural and he will, or whether it is the glorious appearing of Christ in the sons of God. It is a day of overturning, rooting out, pulling down, destroying and rebuilding. The day of rebuilding, restoration, and worldwide revival will come. It will come. Because right now, God has chosen a family, a government anointing to root out, pull down, destroy, and, and uh, all the nations of the earth. This, this will be a worldwide revival. It will cover all the nations of the earth. And some will reject Jesus Christ. But until that revival can come to the church or to the nations, there has to be a rooting out, a pulling down, and a tearing up. It is a good thing. It is a good thing. God has to root out of us that which is not of Him. And as I said often, He's not going to glue it back together. Okay, so what is the anointing? 
What is the corporate anointing? What is the anointing? He's person. Emmanuel. God with us. The Messiah of Christ. The anointing is not a feeling, although it's good. When we get goosebumps or we feel that presence coming in on us. It's not an idea or an atmosphere. It is a knowing. It is the assurance that God is with us, whether you feel him or whether you don't. It is the absolute knowing that you're walking with God and he is walking with you and that you are saved and that you are on the path to eternity. The Old Testament. Um, I'm sorry, I got off here. Now is the time in which the Father predetermined that he would bring all things in heaven and earth together under one head in Christ. All of these books that we've been reading about heaven and these people who have been raptured into heaven or else who died and they went to heaven. The Lord is opening up heaven through the eyes of certain people. He's opening up the spirit realm so that the church will understand that we're walking on earth in heaven. Amen. Now, we're going to cross over one of these days, but it'll just be a natural walk. If we're seeing heaven on earth now, and we're walking in heaven on earth now, we'll just walk right on into it. It won't be no problem. There won't be any problem to any of us. It'll just be, oh, hallelujah, I'm going into a new address. Yeah. And it has been prepared for me since the beginning of time. No fear of death. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Carolyn, you gotta hurry. <laughs> the only way that will happen is through the anointing of Almighty God because our best efforts over the past years since Pentecost have produced a weak and tasteless mixture of fleshly compromise bickering, competition, jealousy, complaining, selfish ambition, and only a little holiness. Fountainhead of all anointing is the Lord Jesus Christ, the good day. Earth's one true Messiah. All truth by precept and practice must be founded upon the centrality and supremacy of Jesus Christ. The everlasting preeminent one. Man cannot build a system under his ego and proclaim that it has the power of God unless the power of the anointing is present That's right. That's right. and has declared it. In the Old Testament, and I know you have heard this message out of me before. I'm just telling you, I tried to preach last night up until 9 o'clock. That God, the people that God made wealthy, and God told me to come back to this message. So I guess it's not for you, because y'all heard this before out of me. The anointing is not a thing, the anointing is a person. In the Old Testament, prophets, priests, and kings were anointed or consecrated with oil set them apart unto their offices of authority and leadership. You know, you hallelujah for Jeremiah. Wrote that whole book, I mean, 
overturned kings and everything. They locked him up and they beat him up and they finally killed him. Hallelujah. Why don't you just step up and say, I'm the anointed of God and he's going to use me to overturn nations. Why don't you read Jeremiah? Or Isaiah? Jesus, our Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the very anointing of God. He is the prophet, priest, and king. Yet the New Testament also reveals that Christ is even more. He is both head and body. Jesus is our glorious head, and we are his earthly body. The Church of Jesus Christ is the corporate Messiah. The anointed and sanctified royal priesthood is a prophetic people who are being made kings and priests unto God. I said being made the threefold anointing of prophet, priest, and king that abides upon and within us all is the corporate anointing. Jesus Christ produces the kingdom. The prophet produces righteousness. The priest produces peace. And the king produces joy. Jesus Christ's anointing flows like a river through his earthly body through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Numa, is the Son of God. The Holy Spirit is a person sits from the Father and he represents the Son. And when you talk to him, you say, sir. Yes, sir. And you address him as the third person of the Trinity. He is not an it. God in the person of the Holy Spirit teaches. The Word of God says, and I got the scriptures there if you want to look them up. He testifies. He reproves. He guides into truth. He speaks. He calls men into service. He directs men into service. Once Jesus sets us into an office, then he begins to direct us in what it is we're supposed to do. He prays and intercedes for us. He searches all things, even the deep things of God. And then he works through us through the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit can be blasphemed, and you can hear it on your television any day of the week. He can be lied to. He can be tempted or tested. He can be resisted. He can be grieved and he can be insulted. You know, I don't want to be guilty of any of myself. The Apostle Paul unfolded this messianic mystery in his epistle to the Colossians. Colossians 1 25 through 27. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make, to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you the Lord. The highest anointing is the corporate anointing. And I grew up in Southeast Missouri. People in Southeast Missouri are independent, talk to be independent. 
and we were a, I was, God has dealt with me about being an independent person. God sent me to Texas, and there's another bunch of other independent people. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not get in so well. Mm -hmm. But we cannot be independent of gathering unto Jesus as a corporate body. The mystery of godliness best summed up on the properly translated phrase, Christ in and among all of you. If you take that pronoun you and you break it down, and it brings a full pronoun. The anointing one of the New Testament is revealed in both Jesus, the head, and the body of the church. Okay, Jesus is the head. He has a body. That head has to have a body to function and do what God has called us to do. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fulfills everything in every way. Okay, if he's head over everything, why would he place a man or woman over an assembly that would get in your business and tell you what to do with your children, that would get in your family, in your home, and tell you, men, how to run your household. When God made you the priest over your household. Mm -hmm. When God made you head of your household. There is no preacher, pastor, apostle, pastor, prophet, evangelist who has authority over your household. And you don't let them get in there and start telling you, I know a story of a man preacher told his wife to leave him. Mm. Hey. Hey, hey. Do not, like God is brought together like no man put a sunburn. Amen. Yes. I'm talking about God's business. I'm not getting into it. Preach this too together. I'm going to go over it again. We can say every 2,000 years, God has brought forth a son. Israel, a corporate son of 12 tribes, a holy nation. Jesus Christ, a corporate son of many sons, a church, a holy nation, the man child. Christ will be born in a people, the sons of God, a holy nation, the corporate son. Say, Jeremiah, are you teaching on this? Because God is moving in this, and there are lots of things being set up under corporate anointing, and we have got to get it right before God. Yes. We can't get up, caught up in what man is doing. We have to know what God is doing. Yes. Because man will not be the one that does it. It will be God. Yes. God consumes his ultimate intention in and through a people or nation to raise up a vast family. Jehovah's first son was Israel. And through his chosen servant Moses, he brought forth the intermediary of the law. His second son was the pattern son Jesus, the arbiter of grace and truth, which is written upon the hearts of men and women by the Holy Father's third son are the sons of God. They're a corporate entity. The glorious church. 
his body, his many-membered body, an ongoing messianic incarnation. Call forth to administrate the law out of Zion and to execute his word throughout the nations. Children Sunday, Tuesday. We're supposed to be looking down the, the throat of the fiery red dragon and taking authority over him. And we're still going around and saying, somebody hurt my feelings. <laughs> somebody didn't do this. Somebody didn't do that. And you're supposed to be looking down the throat of the fiery red dragon and pushing him back? Yeah. <laughs> and somebody didn't give me any attention. Yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.